WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. With former President Donald Trump now arraigned in the third criminal case against him since leaving office, Congressman Bill Heisinger tells us he doesn't think any of these legal issues will slow Trump down. Heisinger says the pattern of charges against Trump seems to follow revelations of misdeeds by President Biden or Hunter Biden. Even people that have been very critical of President Trump and on both sides of the aisle, and I'm specifically thinking of conservatives that have been very critical of him, like the National Review and folks like that, they're pointing out to this, these are new and novel legal theories that haven't been tested. A lot of people don't think are really the direction that it should go. And here you go again, coupling that up with sort of the timing. It just breeds this cynicism. Heisinger says the whole thing seems like quite the coincidence to a lot of people as to whether there's any merit to the charges related to the 2020 election. He says he doesn't know and will watch to see where the facts go. Still, he says Trump only seems to get stronger with every new blow. Benton Harbor City commissioners are still away from considering it, but there is a proposal to create a social district in the city. Social districts are state-sanctioned areas within a municipality in which people can carry around alcoholic beverages and specially marked cups. The Benton Harbor Legislative Committee this week heard about plans from the Benton Harbor Arts Association to have a district set up in the Arts District downtown. It would include the Livery, the Mason Jar, the Pipestone Indoor Country Club, and the Houndstooth, all on Main Street. Commissioner Edward Isom said once some questions are answered, he'll back the idea. People want to get out, especially after the pandemic and all that. Our great downtown starting to blossom. So, yeah, I can support this. One question is whether the social district would extend across Main Street to cover the Houndstooth, which is on the south side of it. Most of the proposed district is on the north side of Main Street. Public Safety Director Dan McGinnis suggested that could be a problem because of Main Street is a state street, not a local street. There are also questions about receptacles for discarded cups and setting up recycling for them. The matter was sent back to the Economic and Development Committee for more discussion. Lake Michigan College has announced a new marine maintenance technician program set to begin this fall. LMC Associate Dean of Regional Campuses Jeremy Burleson tells us it'll be a seven-week course that teaches a student about outboard and inboard engines, propulsion systems, rigging, plumbing and electrical wiring, blueprint reading, and more. The program will prepare students to earn their lifetime Mercury Marine Technician number and sit for the American Boat and Yacht Council Marine Service Technology Exam. It gives them a basic general knowledge. A lot of times the marinas will have the employees come in, they'll learn this basic knowledge, and then they'll have them go out and get specifically certified in, say, a specific brand of engines. Burleson says many local marinas have asked for help finding technicians. They had mentioned the fact that we have so many slips. I think we have over 1,200 slips in the area. And the wait list for people to get their boats repaired is up to four months long. They just need technicians to help out with these boats. The program will start in September. Burleson says it will be a flagship program for the South Haven campus of LMC. One week of the course will be spent at Macomb Community College in Macomb County, where there's a state-of-the-art hands-on facility. In fact, Macomb Community College is developing the new program with LMC. We'll have a link to more information at our website. A donation of an art studio has been made to the Krasil Art Center by renowned sculptor Richard Hunt. He's given his Benton Harbor space to the Krasil. The studio at 258 Territorial Road has served as a satellite for the Chicago-based Hunt since 1995. A special event to mark the donation will be held on August 9th, where the Krasil will discuss Richard Hunt's legacy, share the history of his satellite studio, as well as the intersections of both to the Southwest Michigan art community. Krasil has not yet said how it will use the space. 
Some locals dread going to downtown St. Joe in the summer, but events like Chalk the Block help to bring in around 1,500 to 2,500 spectators each year. That helps the local businesses. Since 2000, Chalk the Block has been a popular attraction in downtown St. Joseph, and it takes place this weekend. This year, the event will have 42 artists, which is the most they've ever had. To put on an event of that caliber, there are businesses that sponsor the event as a whole and businesses that will sponsor individual artists. St. Joseph Today is putting on Chalk the Block, and it's uh, Daniel Crevier told us that St. Joe is right on track for the right amount of people coming downtown. So every year we track the number of people that come in the Welcome Center. We always average about 20,000 or so that come in every year. I would say we're definitely on track, maybe even a little bit more for this year. In the past few years, St. Joe Today has been involved with the Chalk Mural that's on the stairs going down the bluff, as well as the Social District and most recently the Wednesday Night Markets. And the National Blueberry Festival in South Haven is set for August 10th through August 13th. South Haven Convention and Visitors Bureau Director Jennifer Sistrong tells us the 60th annual event will include concerts, a craft fair, a basketball tournament, a 5K run, and a blueberry pie-eating contest. So what does she look forward to the most? The blueberry pie eating contest is by far my favorite. I actually volunteer at that station every year, so I really look forward to it. You see kids come back year after year. You see adults come back year after year. It's just a really great, messy time. They'll also have a blueberry pancake breakfast and the annual blueberry youth pageant. Sistrunk says the event celebrates South Haven's heritage as a major grower of blueberries with more than 18,000 acres of blueberry farms within a 50-mile radius. You can find the full schedule for the festival at BlueberryFestival.com. WSJM at News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwozhak, where furniture shopping is fun. Former President Donald Trump has been arraigned in the latest criminal case against him. He's pleaded not guilty, Morph maybe see. The arraignment for former President Trump taking place in a Washington, D.C. courtroom. The president entered with his legal team, special counsel Jack Smith and prosecutors also seated across from him. The magistrate in today's arraignment opening the hearing by reading the charges in the case of the United States of America versus Donald J. Trump. Trump pleaded not guilty to four felony counts in the grand jury indictment alleging he tried to overturn the 2020 election. A magistrate oversaw today's proceedings. That case has been assigned to Judge Tanya Shutkin, an Obama appointee, ABC News chief legal analyst Dan Abrams, says that there's more tasks at hand. The most important thing that this judge is going to have control over is the timing. Um, it is clear that Jack Smith and the special counsel want to move this quickly. It is clear that Donald Trump's lawyer believes that you're talking about a very long process to prepare for trial. That's going to be the first issue that she has to resolve. It is the third indictment for the former president, who's also making another bid for the White House. I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. Three police officers who defended the U.S. Capitol against violent rioters on January 6, 2021, were in the courtroom for Donald Trump's hearing today. Daniel Hodges and Aquilino Gano were injured, and Harry Dunn was chased by violent protesters. Hodges was a District of Columbia police officer, and Dunn and Gonnell worked for U.S. Capitol Police, tasked with protecting the Capitol and the lawmakers inside. And Trump appeared before a federal judge to surrender on charges he plotted to overturn his 2020 defeat in the election. Meanwhile, former President Trump isn't the only one trying to fundraise off of his legal issues. 
His former vice president is doing the same, or if maybe he's Karen Travers. In the latest indictment against former President Donald Trump, the special counsel describes a phone call when Trump, quote, berated his vice president, Mike Pence, about Pence opposing a lawsuit that might deliver a favorable outcome related to rejecting or returning votes to states. During the call, according to the indictment, Pence argued he did not have a constitutional basis to either return or reject the votes. You're too honest, Trump allegedly responded to Pence. Pence's campaign is trying to capitalize and fundraise off the moment, selling hats and t-shirts on its website that say, too honest. The former VP's campaign is looking to get over the 40,000 donor threshold required to qualify for the first Republican debate. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. With the latest charges against uh, former President Trump, Galen Druk, the host of 538's Politics podcast, tells ABC News the latest polling data seems to indicate Some Americans are in agreement that these are serious crimes the former commander-in-chief is accused of. Looking at a YouGov poll, 71% of Americans say conspiring to overturn the results of an election is a serious crime. 69% say that attempting to obstruct certifying a presidential election is a serious crime. It goes on down from there, so 64% say taking classified documents and obstructing retrieval efforts is a crime. And that's, of course, in reference to the classified documents case. Trump has pleaded not guilty to the charges. The U.S. military is considering putting armed personnel on commercial ships traveling through the Straits of Hormuz in what would be an unheard-of action aimed at stopping Iran from seizing and harassing civilian vessels. That's what five American officials told the Associated Press today. If implemented, it would be an extraordinary step by the Pentagon as it grapples with a renewed effort by Iran to harass and seize ships traveling in the Strait, through which 20% of all the world's crude oil passes. Iran's mission to the United Nations did not immediately respond to a request for comment from the AP about the U.S. proposal. Ballistics experts will fire up to 139 shots at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School tomorrow during a reenactment of a 2018 Parkland massacre. The reenactment is part of a lawsuit that accuses a sheriff's deputy of failing in his duty to protect the victims. As the reenactment takes place tomorrow, technicians outside a three-story classroom building will record the sound of the shots, seeking to capture what the deputy assigned to the school might have heard during the six-minute attack. The shooting started a nationwide movement for gun control. It left 17 dead, 17 wounded, and hundreds traumatized in the South Florida community. Former Stoneman Douglas student Nicholas Cruz pleaded guilty in 2021 and was sentenced to life in prison. The family of American soldier Travis King, who is currently in custody in North Korea, is now speaking out to ABC News, saying they're concerned about his well-being. They're urging the government to work to bring him back home. ABC's chief global affairs anchor Martha Raddatz spoke with his mother on a frightening call that she says that she received from Travis just days before his capture at the DMZ. His mother says she received a disturbing phone call in the middle of the night, sometime prior to Travis King crossing the border. I was half asleep and he just called and he just screamed, I'm not the army soldier you want me to be. I'm not the army soldier you want me to be. And he kept screaming that out loud. And then all of a sudden the phone hung up and then they were taking him to the hospital. King's family now searching for answers and trying to do anything they can to get him back. Saudi Arabia says it will extend its unilateral production cut of one million barrels of oil a day through the end of September in its effort to boost flagging energy prices. The Saudis cut off of 1 million barrels per day, which started in July, comes as other OPEC producers have agreed to extend earlier production cuts through next year. The kingdom announced the extension in a statement on the state-run Saudi press agency. The move was widely expected by analysts. Crude oil was trading at over $80 a barrel today. 
And another one of the big studio heads is talking about the Hollywood strikes, saying writers and actors deserve to feel valued. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. We're hoping this strike gets settled as soon as possible. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav wants everyone to get back to work, talking to investors on the second quarter earnings call Thursday and taking a bit of a different tone from Disney CEO Bob Iger a few weeks ago, who said that writers and actors need to be realistic in their demands. Everyone needs to be fairly compensated and they need to feel valued and feel that they're fairly compensated in order to do their best work. His studio, one of those represented by the AMPTP. Elsewhere on the call, the company revealed the strike saved them about $100 million in production costs so far. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood. WSJM News now continues with your weather forecast.